Why are we not trying to make the seller sell us? Make him pitch me. Yes. Like if you're on the phone and you're getting no's, that means you're further along than most people. Guys, welcome to this video. I am really excited for this interview with RJ Bates. RJ, thank you for being here with me, man. This is really cool. I've been wanting to do this with you for a long time. We almost did it in Milwaukee, yep. but we just couldn't make the schedules work. But uh, you're somebody that I have tremendous respect for, guys. If you don't know RJ, you've got to maybe get into his world and see some of the things he's doing. Sort of like me, he likes to talk to people on the phone and he likes to show you how that looks. And I love that you do that because it's one thing to kind of teach some principles like, hey, here's the five things you do with a seller. But it's a whole nother thing when you can actually watch somebody, see their tonality, their, their positioning, you know, how they're mirroring or how they're overcoming objections. And so seeing that live is really powerful. Would you agree? Absolutely. And that's why I kind of transition my content to purely that. Almost now, all that. Yeah, yeah. Like three years ago, because it just hit. People were like, man, no one actually shows us doing it. They always just say, here's how you do it. So it's been a great transition for me. I mean, and you are like the best of the best. I mean, there's a thing, guys, if you don't know, it's called Olympic Closers and it's a competition. And RJ's like won it, is it twice now? Well, I won it once. I won yeah. once. <laughs> Everyone kind of felt like I probably should have won it the first year, but I, I definitely won it the second year. Yeah. So it's it's phenomenal, though, because it's high pressure. It's, you know, there's rules. And and I, I watched uh, this short video you did with um, Steve Trang. Yeah. And he asked you, you know, how you prepared for that. And I, I love what you said. You said, man, I'm on the phone 8 to 12 hours a day talking to sellers. And it's just reps. And so, yeah. like, I tell people you're going to sound bad at first. You're going to fumble. You're going to not have the answers. And that's all just normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny because I looked at Cassie yesterday. We're here at this event. There's what, four or 500 people. And I looked at her and I said, I'm not nervous at all. A couple of years ago, I would be nervous right before speaking in front of 500 people. It's the same thing talking to sellers. You know, I, I used to get nervous when, a quote unquote hot lead would come in. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> Cause you don't want to screw it up. Right. Vacant property, <laughs> pre foreclosure, need to sell ASAP. It's Foreclosures like, in a week. Yeah. Right? It's like, Oh, you know, I'm a little bit, nervous. I don't want to screw this one up, you know? And, and now it's just like, Hey, that's what we do all day long. And it's, it's not just me. I mean, I have a whole t- a team of people that do it, but for content, Hey, that's, that's what, that's how we make our money is talking to people and help solve problems. Yeah. That's, it's all that. So I think maybe first principle is just put the reps in, you know, like just do it again and again and again, the more you do it, the more objections you're going to be like, I never heard that one before. Okay. Well, next time I'm ready for that one. And right. I'm glad you said that because it's funny. I actually say that to sellers. Like there are times where they'll tell me their problem and it's okay. Whereas like five years ago, I would never tell a seller, I've never heard that objection. I've never heard that problem before. I'll say that now where it's like, hey, you know what? I've never heard this issue before, but it's okay. We can come up with a solution. I'm going to be the guy that solves this problem for you. And it kind of makes them trust you more and the the fact that you're willing to be honest with them. Yeah. I love that you said that. I I did this series of calls one time and one of them was with this agent and this agent was telling me something and I had never heard. I don't remember what it was, but I, I remember... I had no clue what he was talking about. I had no idea what that was. And I just said to him, I said, I don't even know what that is. I've been doing this a long time. I have no clue what you're talking about. Tell me about that. Explain this to me. 
And he's explaining it to me. And I genuinely on the call was like, wow, help me understand this. And so then the feedback I got, because you know everybody criticizes everything you're doing, right? And so the feedback I got was, that was my favorite because you didn't know what to do about it. And I watched you just work through and figure it out. And it was kind of like, well, RJ Bates, he's the pro, he's the best. He knows everything. That's why he's so good. But it's not true. You're still learning every single day, but you're putting yourself in a place where you get to learn every single day. And that's how you keep growing and developing. Absolutely. I'll tell you a funny story that's similar to that. I'm on the phone with a seller and he's an investor. And he asked me, are you an investor? I said, yes. Do you wholesale? I do wholesale, but I also do flips. I own rentals. Yeah. You know, give them my little spiel. Yeah. And then he goes, well, tell me this. What's my VCS on this property? And, and I'm like, sir, I don't, I don't know what that term is. <laughs> and he goes, well, at least I know you're not going to lie to me. All right, let's move on. <laughs> he's like, there is no VCS, you know. And he, that was his way of testing me. And you know, going back to, you know, year one, year two, uh, being nervous yeah. on the phone, I might have tried the BS in that moment, yeah. you know? And so... I'm not sure. Right, but, uh, yeah. right. Let me look that up. <laughs> what let do me, you think it is? Let me have my partner look that up. Cassie, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. So let's talk to people that are have that that fear. And like, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, dude, I am so intimidated by the phones. Um, the number one thing that I see happen is people go through 10, 20, 30 calls. They get no, 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 no. That rejection starts to wear on them. They start to have the wrong energy. Yep. They start to feel like maybe maybe there are no deals. Mm -hmm. So this mental thing starts to happen. And how are you able to go 8, 12 hours on the phone? You've had days where it's just no all day long or all week long. Like you have that. How do you get back on the phone, bring the energy? What, what's going through your head that's allowed you to just let the rejection not mean something about you? Because that's what happens. You think it means something about you when the seller's pissed or rude or yeah. says no. I mean, listen, first and foremost, this is what we do for a living. I mean, you're, you're going to get nine no's yeah. to that one yes. And it might be 9.9 .9 no's to that one yes. You know, I mean... Uh, that's the reality that you have to live in and understand that with the amount of marketing that we have to do, whether that's cold calling or texting, or even if you are driving inbound, you're still going to get people that just don't, are not the right fit for us. So first and foremost, just accept that that's going to happen. That's yeah. part of what we do. We're looking for the 5% of distressed mm -hmm. sellers in the marketplace at any given time. So yeah. like the majority is going to be no. Yes. And, and for you personally, like you can't take that emotionally or anything like that, you you should actually be excited about the fact that you're opening up opportunities to talk to people. Like if you're on the phone and you're getting no's, that means you're further along than most people. Mm -hmm. We're, like I said, we're in this room of 500 people. I think half of them are still trying to figure out how do I get a list of people yeah. to talk to? How do I even get on the phone? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're further along in that journey. And then outside of that, Understand that you're not buying a house. You're trying to solve someone's problem. That's why you're going to be able to buy a house on a discount. Otherwise, there's no reason for them to sell on a discount. Go hire an agent and right. sell at retail. Yeah. So step number one is, is get good at trying to identify what is the reason why they want to sell. Now, for me, I, I like to move quickly and efficiently on the phone by being myself because that's who I am. And I, I tell everyone, please don't try to close like me. Close like yourself. D determine what that is. Cassie closes different. I've watched your calls. You close much differently than me. Yeah. 
Why? Because we're two different people. Yeah. And, and the reality is some sellers don't like me, just like some sellers aren't going to like you. And, but the ones that do, those calls, like I said, we, we average like four to five minutes for me to get a closing done. Yeah. Because it's, it's easy for me to identify, do you want to sell? What is your price? And then from there, tell me a little bit about the property. That is my whole script. Yeah. Do you guys catch that? That's very not complicated. No. Say that again, RJ. You got three objectives when you get on the phone. Do you want to sell? First and foremost. Like, I, I just go straight into it. And almost every person is like, I can't believe that you go right into price. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, what, what's your asking price? Yeah. And it's funny because I probably get more prices than anyone yeah. because I ask it so early on. I think it surprises <laughs> them. They're like, oh, you know, 75000 Okay. Because you asked. Yeah. And most people don't well, ask for 25 they, minutes. They, I, I mean, I know the psychology behind it, which is I'm scared of that part. How do I avoid that? That's part of it. And the other part of it is, well, I can't talk about price until we establish this really great relationship. It dawned on me back in 2020. We, I, I say we're the only industry. And we're probably not, but I feel like we are one of the very few industries that does sales training for buying. We're not selling. Sales training for buying. Oh, because most salespeople are selling something. Right. We're buying. We're buying. So we're selling to buy. Why are we not trying to make the seller sell us? Make him pitch me. Yes. And that's what I do. Oh, buy that. Do you want to sell? Because I'm a buyer. What's your price? Every other place, like I don't go buy a toothpaste at Walmart and and offer them four dollars. They you, tell me you what the literally price is. ask price. Yes, as your first thing to do. Yes. And How then, far into the call are you asking price? Eight seconds. Do you want? <laughs> are you looking to sell one, two, wow. three Main Street? Yeah. Yeah. What's your price? Seventy-five thousand. Do you want to sell? What's your price? And then I say, tell me a little bit about the property. Because very open-ended. Because question. now what you're saying is. Well, maybe that number works. Maybe it doesn't. Tell me a little bit more. And here's what happens when you say, tell me a little bit about the property. They tell you their motivation. So now you're getting the motivation. I didn't ask about You're getting that out of their. I didn't ask about condition. I didn't ask about finances or anything like that. So if they go into, well, I've got this tenant that's not paying. And then boom, pain point, Right. It's vacant, it's in highly distress, and we're behind on taxes. Boom, motivation. Now, sometimes they say, you know, what do you want to know? And then I just give them all of the different read. Well, are you looking to sell because it's a vacant property? Is it tenant occupied? Just, I don't know anything about the property. You got to tell me something. And these are the ones that hit on TikTok. They go viral. You oh, know, yeah, because they're like, hilarious and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. you know, RJ is so aggressive. That's what Uncle Charles and, and, and Mike said, you know, that you're so aggressive. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to get this person to loosen up a little bit and tell me stuff. I don't want to go, like, I love Eric Klein. Yeah. Great closer. Really long sale process. 12 pages. It was nine in Milwaukee. Now it's like up to 12 pages. And, and he's not even getting to price till 45 minutes in. Right. Right. And, you know, you talked about the closers Olympics earlier. Love Chris Jefferson. He, he gave a perfect example of this. Great closer. Built tons of rapport. Laughing, joking. When they finally got the price 25 minutes into the conversation, she hung up on him. 
That is what I always want to avoid on calls. Or you want that to happen in two minutes in. Exactly. <laughs> because for us, it's, it's just a numbers game. The more people we talk to. So when you just, I was think as you were explaining this, I was thinking that, and then you just said this. So here's my observation that I want to point out right now. If you're averaging four, four to five minutes on a call to discover if there's motivation and there's even a deal here, then think about how many more calls you're getting through on a 30 to 45 minute close cycle. Yep. So even if your ratios are less because you didn't build enough rapport, your ultimate objective is to find the ready and willing buyer. This is, how, this is what I tell my team. We are not trying to create motivation, we're trying to find motivation. And if the motivation is there, this should be a very quick conversation and we should have a deal or we don't have a deal. I just do it a little bit backwards in comparison to everyone else. I identify if they wanna sell, what their price is, their pain points, and then I build rapport. So I'm building rapport. It's backwards, really. Yeah. So I'm going to build rapport, and, and I build it a little bit different from the aspect of I like to do it through being the expert in the conversation. I don't want to do it by becoming their best friend. I don't want to talk about the basketball game this weekend unless they bring up basketball, and then we'll talk about it. But outside of that, I'm going to try to stay on point with you are selling me your property, and I could potentially be your buyer, but I've got to – bring out of you all of the information that you know, because honestly, we don't know anything. We have an address. Mm-hmm. We might know some information that's in pre-foreclosure, behind on taxes or something like that. But reality, Limited. I want them to just tell yeah. me the facts. And then how long, so if they give you a price and let's say that that's Zillow and it's way off, mm-hmm. are you taking that as their real number or are you taking that as uh, a, you know, a deceiver? No, I, I always take it as their real number. Okay. Um, a good example of that is one of my most recent live videos. Get on the phone. Are you looking to sell? Yes. What's your price? One twenty nine. Okay. Okay. So one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. What can you tell me about the property? My husband passed away. My grandchildren live two hours away. I'm going to move there. I just really just want to get rid of it and be done with that part of my life. Mm-hmm. The whole time she's telling me the story. I'm pulling comps. You're comping. Yeah. You're I'm comping. You're looking at value. I'm just sitting over there and I'm just making sure, hey, is there something vitally important that she's telling me right now? And as soon as we get to the, the moment where she stops talking, if I'm not done comping, awkward silence is not a bad thing. I will say, hey, I'm just pulling up liking kind properties just to see what I can do for you. So just give me a few more minutes. If you sit in awkward silence, sure enough, they open up and they tell you something else. Yeah. Or... You just sit there and you wait until you get to your number. So in this circumstance, I said, I can do 60000 for you. She says, I think that can work. Even though she said one twenty, one twenty nine. Okay. So that's a $69,000 drop. Yeah, it's half but more than what half. what she did was is for the next three minutes while I was comping the property, she expressed the real reasons why she wanted to get rid of it. She's done with that. I mean, dude, it's a tragic event, right? Husband passed away. She wants to move. She really just wants to get out of it. And if she just has enough money to walk away and move, she's already got a place to stay. And I'm looking at it and I'm going. But but ultimately, you don't really care anyway, really, right? Because you're going to get to your number and you're going to tell them your number anyway, aren't you? That's always going to be. I mean, my number is not going to change. I'm just, I'm trying to understand why is she motivated? Because the reality is, she's telling me this is a perfect house that she has no motivation to sell. I'm not going to offer the 60000 Yeah, I wanted to ask you this because I've seen you talk about that a little bit. 
you don't always give an offer. No. So if they clearly do not have motivation, you're not going to give an I'm offer. I'm not their best solution. Yeah, you're going to say, I'm not your best buyer. This is why when, when people go on, you know, when, when the videos hit on TikTok and, and Instagram, you've got the people that don't understand what we do as real yeah. estate investors. Yeah. And they're, they're calling us vultures. And no, I'm not a vulture. I will look at that woman and say, I'm not the best solution for you. But Cassie DeHaas, who's a licensed realtor, can list this for you. She is the best solution for you. You need to sell today, and you just need to be done with this part of your life. What I can give you is, is cash, $60,000. And she says, without a question, didn't even counter. Okay, how does this work? I can send you an email right now. Awkward silence again. I write the contract. Our contract has seven fill in the blanks. Mm -hmm. Sent. Let's read the contract together. Mm -hmm. To date, I have never read an entire contract to a seller. Once we make it to the second bullet point, they're like, okay, okay, shut up. I'm signing. And it's signed. Yeah. (laughs) And it's over. So that's the other thing is if you really want to close, make sure you're closing the deal on the phone. I hate the two-step. Okay, let me go write the contract, then I'm going to email it to you, and then I'm going to follow up with you to make sure you sign because we it never happens. I learned that the hard way when my contracts were just getting shopped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? Are, why? I had them, and then we were, we're ready, and now they're gone. And yeah. You want to know how I overcome that? How? When they say, well, send me over the contract, let me review it, and then I'll get back to you. So, AK, I'm going to shop your contract. Right. Okay, I tell them, I have $60,000 to give you. If you don't want to sign the contract now, I'm going to call until someone takes my $60,000. But once that 60000 has been taken. It's not available. It's, it's over. over. Yeah. Like I'm, I then have to cancel the contract that I sent you. So create and the urgency and the scarcity of, because of your offer. Again, they're selling us. Yeah. Does a car salesman let you walk off the lot? No. They will badger you to yeah. death. They'll follow you to your car. Right. But why are we not making the people that are selling us a house I mean, essentially, that that house for $60,000, that was me buying a Mercedes. You know, Mercedes car salesman. I bought a Mercedes before. They they badger you to death. Yeah. I think I actually bought it just so he would leave me alone, <laughs> you know? So it's the same thing here. You know, I mean, you have to create that sense of urgency and, and make the deal go down. But that again, that's my personality. And, and I think you can take those principles that I have, but do it in your own words. Don't yeah. mirror the exact same words I use. So I do a lot of agent stuff and um, like I'll, I'll do the same thing where, you know, I'll challenge, like people are afraid to challenge what somebody thinks or says. I'll challenge that. I'll say, well, well, tell me why you think it should be this or tell me why are you, what do you think the value is? I'm talking about an agent now. so a little different conversation, but with an agent, I'll say, Okay, you're at, you've got this list price. Help me understand why you're there because I'm here and this is what I'm seeing in the marketplace. This is what I'm looking at. I've got, I got the comps up right now. Help me understand what you're doing. And then I'll be like, I don't see that. Why are you seeing that? Right. And people are kind of afraid to be a little bit aggressive about what we do. So that is a different conversation, but not really. Yeah. Our motivated seller avatar is the tired landlord. Yeah. Like when you go and oh. you dive deep into yeah. our list stacking, our list pulling, what are what does RJ want to talk to? Well, I really don't want to talk to 
the elderly lady that husband just passed away and wants to cry on your shoulder. Right. Yeah. Cause that's not my personality. Like I, there are better people there. More people are better suited to do that. Than You're me. not the most sympathetic. I, right. I want to talk to the guy who's like, I'm tired of being a landlord. I've been doing this for 30 years. Give me your price now. I need 70,000 for this property. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now the conversation there is, is not about price. It starts with the cash flow and it's very similar yeah. where the guy that wants to sell the house for a hundred thousand, but it's rented out for eight hundred dollars a month. That's where I'm going. Hey, you know that doesn't cash flow. Mm-hmm. Let's have a conversation about that. And again, yes, it is a little bit combative, but why am I doing that? Because I want to find out: Does he really want to sell, mm-hmm. or are we just pretending? Yeah. Because he knows for a fact I'm not going to pay a hundred thousand dollars for a house rented out for eight hundred dollars, right. and no one is. He's not going to cash flow. Right. And so if we can have a real conversation, again, that's where I'm building the rapport by being the expert on the phone, Mm -hmm. because there will be people that will say, all right, you're right. Let's have a real conversation. In reality, I have five properties I need to sell you and I can bundle those. Where do you need to be? And that's where we can have a really good conversation. Some of the best deals we've ever had have started off with an astronomical price that wasn't cash flowing. And but because I essentially called them on the BS and said, you know, that doesn't work. That's where it's like magically more properties came out of the woodshed. And he's like, all right, you're the guy I want to sell my whole portfolio to. Yeah. So similar with investors and agents. Yeah. It's about letting them know like, hey, we really do this business. Yeah. And I think they respect it at the end of the day. They for sure do. Well, I love, RJ, how you've just simplified this process that we tend to overcomplicate, mm-hmm. I think, the sale process with, with sellers. I've well, seen it just get so overcomplicated, and it really shouldn't be complicated. Well, they, a lot of people, <laughs> they, they want to play mind games, and I don't want to do that. I, at the end of the day, what I love more than anything is when the, it's a win-win solution for both. And everyone is happy and they don't feel like, what just happened on that phone call? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I feel that way when I'm like, did she really drop her price by $69,000? Because I just offered it. Um, But I also think, to your point about Zillow, the only reason why she was saying 129 is because she went on Zillow. That's yeah, the exact that's, number that was on Zillow. Right. So this isn't really her number, but no. since she has to name a price, she's going to name a price. I mean, she's not right. stupid. But I also knew the starting point. And, and the reality of that situation is I was willing to invest three more minutes of my time to make that $60,000 offer. But the entire three minutes, I was thinking this is probably going to end in three minutes. As soon as I say my number. You know, this, uh, this principle, though, of like how you keep it so simple, you're just straight to the point, you're just real about it. Um, I interviewed this, uh, this student of mine, and he had done like 10 deals, and I, we're going through like what he did, and, and this is literally what he did. He went on for sale by owners on Zillow, okay? He did, he looked up the Zestimate, he did 50%, and then he texted an offer, and he got, and he had done 10 contracts that he wholesaled without even talking to anybody. Right. And when I, when I, when I interviewed him and he told me this, I was just so blown away by, and he's just this young kid. He's like, was 20, mid, low 20s. And I was just like, 
why do we overcomplicate this business so much? This kid didn't even talk to anybody. He just he just wrote 50% of Zillow right. in a text to the number that they gave him on Zillow mm-hmm. and is doing deals. It's well, really just a numbers game. Just do it enough times and you're going to get deals. If you go back to 2020, when this whole content of mine changed to talking to sellers, it was when I did the 50 deals in 50 states yeah. in 50 days. That was all text. Which, by the way, Tyler, he did not do Utah. Wasn't it Utah? Utah's the only state I didn't get. <laughs> now you I won't get, go there. I had 86 <laughs> deals in 49 states. Utah does not like me. But um, Sorry to bring that up. Yeah, you probably right? have trauma right yeah, now. Yeah. I still have trauma. <laughs> but what's funny about that is, is I didn't know any better. I was texting people and getting deals under contract. And then in the comments, people were like, all right, you're not supposed to lock up the deals under uh, through text. Yeah. You're supposed to get on the phone. Because apparently that's what people were teaching. Right. And so it was just like, it's and I was going, what are you talking about? Why? They say, what's your price? I say, 50000 And they say, I could do that. Well, what's your next move? What's your email address? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, I like is, that. this is just common sense to me. So, so this is funny. Um, so I have an 18-year-old son. And so I, I'm trying to teach him. To, so I said, well, let's start with on market because you know you can get on the phone with, with agents. And, and so... He says to me, he says, dad, um, I don't want to call these agents. Can I just text them? And I'm like, I don't think that's going to work. Like, that's not what I do. I want to talk to them. And, you know, right. and he's like, I don't want to talk to him. I said, well, I, just try it. I'd rather you do that than nothing. So he starts just texting. And what he did is he figured out how to filter through the crap. Mm-hmm. So th- he would text and he'd say, hey, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cash buyer. I'm interested in 123 Main Street. Uh, I want to make an offer. And then they would say, what's your offer? And he would say, 69000 Right. And then they would be like, oh, hell no. Or they'd be like, well, let's talk. And right. then he'd get on the phone. Yeah. And he just filtered out all the crap. Yeah. Well, and the beautiful thing about this is, is the, that younger generation. Because I have, you know, Cassie and I are in our late 30s. And now we have hired kids that are 19, 20, 21. And they come in and they're like, hey, we can do things a little bit differently. And they almost don't even ask. They just start doing it because they don't know any better. Where we're saying like, hey, pick up the phone. And they're like, we have one guy that tracked down a seller through Facebook Messenger. And I'm like, I I wouldn't have thought of that, right? I've never even tried that, you know? And (laughs) I kind of pride myself on being like pretty creative about stuff. Um, But it is funny because they're like, no, this makes me more efficient. And in reality, that's what Texie did. I I wish we didn't have the regulations that came down on us. But texting, I yeah, yeah. I, I think I was part of the problem there with him. <laughs> text us on a daily basis. Yeah, we got our account shut down too. Yeah, yeah. But you know, this is great though. I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this. Thank you, RJ, for sharing some. Thank of this. you, man. You know, you've got some uh, some great content. Let's put your social below, guys. It's it's really fun. Some of my most viral videos are are also with sellers and, and they're so negative and that's why they went viral. Cause like it started to go outside of our industry or something. Right. And so I, I tease Tyler cause I'm like, I always know when a video is going to go viral because I get a bunch of hate. Yes. I'm like, Oh, this is going to go viral because the wrong people are watching it. Right. They don't understand what right. we do, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really fun to watch because you can learn so much. Let's put that in there. And then is there, if there's anything else that you've got, that's like helpful for people to learn any kind of training. I know you do some, yep. some coaching and some things like that.
Let's put some let's put some links down below if you if you're willing to share those. Yeah, honestly, it's real simple. If you just go to either my TikTok or Instagram, I've got a link right there on my bio, and we actually have a free wholesaling video course uh, that we're giving away. So awesome! Just look right there. Perfect. We'll put that in there too. And again, thank you so much. And guys, if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you on the next video.